Greetings, this is Amaboda. Today is March 25th, 2022, and we're following up that last podcast with episode 74, being in Nirvakalpa Samadhi for two years. That is the title. And these past two years, I've not been labeling it as such because, well, to me, it's just continuous, uninterruptible bliss. I called it what did I call it? Impenetrable mind. And it was not based upon yogic philosophy, but doing some research on yogic philosophy and the descriptions of the various states, I've come to the conclusion that this can be nothing other than Nirvikalpa Samadhi. So let me just read to you what the description is I'm at vedicfeed.com. And it says here, as some prajnata samadhi, otherwise known as nirvikalpa. It says the second level of samadhi is when you go deeper into yourself, away from the world outside, and if some stimulus happens, it won't affect you. This is as some prajnata samadhi. In the Mahabharata, Arjuna is supposed to have practiced his archery with such a concentration. The only thing present at this stage is pure, empty consciousness, only a self-aware being. This is Nirvikalpa or Nibirja Samadhi. Samadhi. The mind of the yogi who attains to take on some of the omniscient and omnipotent qualities of the cosmic the yogi who is able to navigate this stage eventually attains discriminative wisdom and perfect purity of mind and surrenders all attachments. The Nirbija Samadhi, Samadhi is also referred to as Nirvikalpa Samadhi. Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Rama Ramana Maharshi, Sri Yukteswarguri, and Swama, Swami Vivekananda are said to have experienced the state of Nirvikalpa and reached Nirbija Samadhi. And so, reading this, what I regard as significant is, to my knowledge, I don't know of any Westerner who has claimed to have attained Nirvikalpa Samadhi. I mean, these names mentioned are Indian yogis. And yeah, so I know this is a bold and audacious claim to make, but it's been two years and nothing can interrupt my bliss, not even people assaulting me at my front door. So... I mean, literally, it doesn't matter what I do. I'm always in this blissful state. And it's not just a little bit of bliss either. It's an ecstatic, extreme bliss. I mean, I have equanimity of mind, and so I'm not like going crazy and dancing in the streets or something. But it definitely has no other explanation. 
but it goes further and it lists three more points that apparently there's three other states of samadhi within this nirvikalpa stage so let's see what that says number one nirvitarka samadhi it refers to the state in which the mental alternations of shabda artha and janana are suspended the less real components shabda and janana fall away completely while the mind is absorbed in only artha or form and loses its awareness of being the knower it's where we have greater control over the mind ideas intellects and dialogues the memory about the nature of the object its identifying sound and the accumulated knowledge are temporarily transcended during nirvitarka samadhi okay i'm gonna have to look into some of these definitions like what is shabda i know janana well at least janana yoga but this could be something different i'll have to look at this i'm not sure exactly <laughs> what this is even saying but number two nirvichara samadhi uh, for the first time true one-pointed concentration becomes possible even subtle thoughts do not occur the perceptual limitations of time and space are transcended this state is called nirvichara samadhi well I can definitely say I've got true one-pointed concentration. Subtle thoughts do not occur. Well, my mind is empty all the time. I mean, I might have a thought like, oh, well, what am I going to eat? But I wouldn't consider that a subtle thought. I've got, I mean, no thoughts are distracting. Let's see. Perceptual limitations of time and space are transcended. Well, I guess I agree with that because, you know, I'm, I'm working part-time teaching and whenever I'm teaching and I'm teaching like two and a half hours per day here in China, um, kindergarten, I am completely in the moment and the time just passes and I don't even have a single thought other than the task at hand when I'm teaching. I would say this would be the example of what karma yoga is supposed to be about that's when you're completely in the moment and you are just doing what it is that you're there to do and it's like the time just passes in, in an instant so in that respect i suppose so but look at number three kavalya samadhi the final stage is to reach kaivalya samadhi complete final and eternal union with the real eternal form now that's the interesting part and yeah that's still in transition for sure because um the final union i mean that's when you have all of your memories back and all of that that, that that's still in transition for me right now but yes but what I can confirm here from this description is yes, yes, yes. There is no doubt in my mind this is Nervi Kalpa Samadhi. As far as which stage it is, maybe number two. Yeah, I definitely, you know, am growing still. So it's all a learning process. But let's just 
explain, how do I do this? Let's go ahead and talk about what it is and a little bit about the history of what brought me to this state. Basically two years ago, well, first of all, let's just, I'll state my age. I'm 50 years old. I've been on the path of doing Diana and I've had different ex meditative experiences in the past over the last 30s or actually more than 30 years. And but it wasn't until two years ago that something within me finally decided, okay, I've had enough. I want to get to the next stage. No, no more messing around, playing around, just engaging in mundane pursuits. It's about time that I finally get to the next level. And I just sat on the on the sofa <laughs> or a, a love seat or something like that. I just sat on there and made my back erect. I focused my mind to a pinpoint. I started breathing, focusing on the corners of the breath. That's when you breathe in, pause for a second and breathe out, pause for a second. And you just do that and you focus on the corners of the breath. And that's where you can feel some sense of ecstasy and so forth. And doing that, I started to feel the top of my scalp, the crown of my head start to tingle. And then I start to feel these drips come down. And, and I've had these drips experience ever since like 30 years. I mean, it's just since my 20s or early 20s, like 19 even as I, I started, I had those first experiences, but I didn't know what they were. And it wasn't until I progressed on my path more that I knew what they were. But the point is those drips are very pleasurable. They also call that amrita or ambrosia. It's like a nectar of the supreme nectar of, of truth or of the absolute. And it's dripping on the top of my crown. But this time was different. It became faster. It became like a waterfall. This torrent of bliss. And it was indescribable ecstasy that I had experienced before, but it was only for a brief time before. I guess you could say I had samadhi before, but the, the, the lower level of samadhi. Well, this time it came down and it didn't end. And it continued for days and the days turned into weeks. But yet, but let me just explain to you what that feeling is like. Well, first of all, it's indescribable. I mean, how do you describe how chocolate tastes to somebody if they've never tried chocolate, right? What I can say is that it's like my mind filled up with this illumination. It's like it crossed a threshold of illumination, this barrier that was keeping me from getting to that next level. And it's like a a wall that I was banging my head against to break through for, for 
a long time and I would just, you know, kind of like take a break from doing that and just do other stuff. I'm just like, ah, but this, this time was, it actually happened. And I guess it's kind of like from one perspective, you know how a baby chick is trapped in its shell and has to break through that shell. Well, that's what I did. I broke through this shell and so suddenly it's like, I'm free. I'm liberated. My mind is just like buzzing. It's like completely still, but it's, it's this bliss, this light is just feeling up, fill, filling up my mind. And as I'm talking right now, my mind is still full of this bliss. I mean, it doesn't end. It hasn't ended for two years. And, and, so, and that's why I've been making these podcasts and why I've been publishing writings is I'm reaching out, trying to find other people who have similar experiences. It's kind of like, you know, this happened to me. Did it happen to you too? It's f trying to, to network with like minds and it's not about boasting at all. But now I'm looking around realizing, well, hey, you know, I'm this baby chick that emerged from the shell and I'm looking around, I'm saying people are still in their shells. They've, they've not broken through yet. So I'm not looking around saying, oh, I'm so much better than everybody else. No, of course not. It's like, okay, I've, I've broken out and now I'm just kind of trying to help others break out too. But at the same time, <laughs> the ultimate is on an individual one by one basis. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that any teacher can do the work for a student, but maybe can help, you know, provide some answers and some secrets on how to more effectively or more efficiently get to that next place. And so that's what I'm trying to do with these podcasts so so what does it feel like well it's it's amazing it's it's like a high that's superior to any drug it it feels better than a sexual orgasm if you can imagine you know how popular sex is and i'm going to keep this family from friendly but um that's something that's over in an instant right it's like you can't be doing that all the time, you, you, you just, it's just physically impossible. So if you can imagine that same level of pleasure, but it doesn't end, it just keeps going and going and going, but it's not interfering with your life. It's not like it's, you can't adjust to it. It's, it just makes your every moment of your life better. It's like you can never get bored because you have this. Hmm. So where where to go from here? So so the point here is that this is something attainable for everybody. And me sharing my experiences about this is just to let you know that it's possible. And from my understanding and what's been revealed directly to me through these inspirations of nerva kalpa samadhi 
that this is an inevitable experience for everyone. And there is no emergency situation happening right now in the world. Everything is going according to the grand plan. Yes, war is terrible. Yes, I don't like the suffering that's happening in the Ukraine right now or other parts of the world where there's violence and bad things happening. But the solution to problems is not to focus on the problems, but to focus on the solution. And this is why it's so important to be able to help others to reach this place if they want to, because it, it's so empowering. It makes every aspect of your life better. It enriches what you do. It's not a distraction. It gives you single-minded focus so that you could be even better at whatever it is you decide to do, whether it be computer programming, whether it be writing, whether it be sports, whether it be any professional interest, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor or making sandwiches at Subway. When you are in this experience, time passes by so quickly because you're having so much fun and you're just better at what you do. Now, my challenge lately has been, yes, I've been in, in Samadhi, but it's like I'm in China. I don't speak Chinese, so I'm a bit isolated over here. The only way I even can reach out and communicate with English speakers is via the internet, via the, this podcast, via divinity.com, via the Slack and Reddit and so forth like that. And also there's a way you can also book a, a Zoom call with me for free. I don't care. I'm not doing this for money. If I can help anybody out there, I will. And that is my intention. But otherwise, what is it about? I mean, it's about the experience of love and truth. That's the, this, in my opinion, is the ultimate lifestyle, is when your heart is full of love and your mind is continuously inspired. Just to be frank with you, it's like my mind, the truths that I get in my mind, I see no difference. To me, it's like, it's like scripture. It's like these are the ultimate truths of reality. And when you can understand what it is that I'm talking about and what the ultimate philosophy is, you become more powerful. You become more authentic. You become who you are born to be. And that's all that I want. And that's what liberation is. Liberation is you being you, no matter what the environment, no matter what the situation, nobody can change who you are because you being you is so important. Anyway, this is Amabota signing off. Until next time, you have a fantastic day.